Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A German scholar released a statement on the appeal by Archbishop Vigano that was signed by Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, and numerous laymen around the world, myself included, for full disclosure, about the risk of the rise of authoritarianism in the response to our current crisis. I have the full text of his statement. Following that, I have some context including the fact that Bishop Schneider and Cardinal Mueller have had to defend their statements and signings of this document because the opinion makers, particularly in Germany, have acted with overt hostility to their questioning of the measures being taken by those in power to combat the affliction. So first the statement of the political scientist, followed by the response to uh, to Schneider and Mueller, which itself came out about a week ago. Instead of an objective discussion, the debate about the Vigano appeal shows the usual inquisitorial reflexes of the media. In our times, characterized by the plurality of media, obsessed with clicks and gigabytes with which one can earn an enormous amount of money, it is not easy to bring it about that a topic is widely discussed. Often only excitement makes it into the leading media, and from there into countless secondary channels. The appeal Veritas Libera Beat Vos, has achieved the feat of a controversial, if largely one-sided, reception. The document was produced by some within the Vatican, in cooperation with various experts. Curial cardinals and curial archbishops such as Gerhard Mueller, Joseph Zenzenkuhn, and Carlo Maria Vigano were the first signatories. Numerous supporters, doctors, lawyers, and others, mostly believers, put their name under the letter since its publication. That such an appeal is not the last word of wisdom is self-evident. This text, too, which is addressed to all people of goodwill, and does not contain any specifically dogmatic topics, can only vaguely hint at some things. More precise justifications of some theses are missing. So far, the objections are correct. Of course, such a paper is written to stimulate reflection. It is not intended to replace a comprehensive treatise. He who is interested in contemporary events will detect numerous topics that are widely debated worldwide. These include the reference to the dangers of new tracking apps, which might make possible improved controls worldwide, the criticism of restrictions on freedom, and of crisis panic-mongering, which has been pointed out by a whole phalanx of German experts and other kinds of experts. The prohibitions of worship are justly being targeted. The reference to the dangers of a world government has provoked a particular rejection. As in other debates in recent years, one particularly worrying fact stands out. Although dissenting opinions can certainly be expressed, one basic feature, however, dominates, which points to a rather subtle dictatorship as a result of the tendentious orientation of the leading media of quality, the exclusion and discrediting of dissidents whose own concerns are rejected without any examination of the facts, even if the statement finds many reference points in the current discourse. One of the co-signatories, Athanasius Schneider, Auxiliary Bishop in Astania, Kazakhstan, 
expressed his dismay at the omnipresent demagogic and popular rhetoric. In a personal statement, he refers, among other things, to the consequences of the compulsory inoculation which endanger freedom. Not only in the case of the so-called Vigano document, one, cannot, one can only shake one's head over the deficits of the prevailing culture of debate. The state media, such as ARD and ZDF, two German public service television broadcasters, reject divergent views as alternative hypotheses of secretive plans, without defining this multifaceted concept is anything but astonishing. But the fact that the German bishop's conference disassociates itself from the appeal may be considered a bit much. Even more worthy of criticism is the way of dealing with fellow bishops, the usual speech bubbles, right-wing populism, wild hypotheses, and so on, prove that the notorious left and left liberal propaganda arsenal has been adopted. Not only the vicar general, Pfeffer from Essen, revealed himself as a follower of the zeitgeist, the conformist church, it can be pointed out, has struck again. Quite a few may remember well-known church statements on the illegal movement of people, which reached its peak in 2015 and 2016. The fact that prominent Catholic laymen, such as the ZDK, the Central Committee of German Catholics chairman, Thomas Sternberg, raised their voice with a pathetic commentary is really outrageous. As if it were self-evident, without any content-related discussion, Mr. Professor sees the reputation of Cardinal Mueller ruined, on whom the crisis and controversy is focused. That is to say, impulses to current debates that are not politically correct ruin the reputation of the contributor. And here, Mueller himself did not even write a line of it. A journalist even labeled this steadfast churchman as Hans-Georges Maven of the Catholic Church, a German lawyer and former president of the Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution. Mueller may well understand the comparison with this excellent lawyer as praise. The actions of the clergymen who are part of the regime seem particularly embarrassed against the backdrop of the bishop's letter on occasion of the 75th anniversary of the end of the war. In its connections of numerous Catholics to the National Socialist Workers' Party's tyrannical state are admitted, which are anyway relatively undisputed. In fact, only few remained without guilt. For that reason alone, the raised warning finger, which has long become customary, is not due to the, those born after the war. The many opponents among the Christians who raise their voices are not being discussed in detail because of the gesture of subservience to the spirit of the times. The fact that the circle was rather manageable can hardly surprise us also in light of today's experiences. German civil service Catholicism, like large parts of the post-war society, presents itself as executioner. One does not get the impression that today's church leaders are more critical of the state authorities than they were back then. While in the dark twelve years under the dictator's reign, the fear of reprisals by the rulers understandably prevailed with many today. It is the fear of the crisis and affliction, which is admittedly often only advanced in order to reduce civil rights and liberties. The author of these lines, who has put his name under the document, regrets that the Catholic conservative camp is also divided with regard to the Vigano appeal. At least the weekly newspaper Die Tagespost let two well-known signatories, Mueller and Schneider, speak for themselves. Even the historian Roberto de Mattei, known for his orthodoxy, questioned the competence of the bishops. He should have taken into account that church dignitaries may very well express their opinion on questions concerning the common good. The magisterial authority is, of course, not as binding in such matters as in matters of faith. A word on the hot topic, world government, is appropriate here. No one will claim that it is just right around the corner. 
Global centralist tendencies are nevertheless frightening and should be debated beyond any speculations of, of wild hypotheses. Recently, the media reported extensively on the search for and financing of a new inoculation. One of the protagonists in this field, the U.S. entrepreneur Bill Gates, who exerts great influence on the Planetary Wellness Association, comments on this in a guest article in the renowned Economist. He sees three major medical breakthroughs as a result of the current crisis. It is obvious that the, inno the innovations will bring about fundamental global power shifts. It is no coincidence that he associates such research advances with the United Nations. In the translation of his article on Focus Online, a German magazine, it says, quote, Our progress will not only be seen in science, it will also be seen in our ability to ensure that everyone benefits from this science. I think in the years after 2021, we will learn from the years after 1945. With the end of the Second World War, leaders created in international institutions like the UN to prevent further conflicts. After the current affliction, leaders will work on institutions to prevent the next affliction. End quote. The appeal by the dignitaries and the many laypeople who support it can help to remain vigilant against an even greater increase of power by leading globalists who look for major crises to instrumentalize them for their own purposes. In 1994, David Rockefeller, among other things, the initiator of the still influential Bilderberg Conference, made it perfectly clear before the U.S. Economic Committee, quote, We are at the beginning of a global upheaval. All we need is a real crisis, and the, and the nations will accept the new world order, end quote. The cryptic sentence can also be understood as a lasting warning. Such a quotation says little in and of itself. Of course, it is occasionally misused by wacky uh, theorists of alternative hypotheses involving secretive plans. But if one registers in the last decades the tendencies towards centralization worldwide, one can only call for vigilance. The globalism that has been institutionalized long since is manifold. World Parliament, World Court of Justice, World Bank, World Army, and World Police. There is the danger of a successive accumulation of power, which Kant had already discussed in his study Perpetual Peace. Such developments, with their potential to endanger freedom and democracy, need no further discussion. The danger cannot be dismissed that it is not the peoples who determine their own destinies, but a small elite. Also, those who stigmatize all unpleasant opinions as, as wild hypotheses can hardly want such a trend. In the aftermath of the May 7th appeal by Archbishop Vigano, Schneider and Mueller were targeted by the German opinion makers for their daring to endorse such a controversial statement by the increasingly marginalized Vigano. Earlier this week, I had presented Cardinal Mueller's response to the criticism, so I'll focus on Schneider's here. In Schneider's own response to the pressure he received for signing the statements, he stated that he feels reminded of the methods employed by totalitarian regimes to silence the opponent instead of addressing the facts of the situation. Schneider had the audacity to insist upon a fair and honest debate, and he also warned against the possible danger of forced inoculations, which do not permit any dissension or abstentions. Quoting his statement, quote, Thereby, Schneider explained, the citizens are being habituated to forms of a technocratic and centrally directed tyranny, which paralyzes civil courage, independent thinking, and especially any form of resistance. End quote. And he would know what that looks like. Bishop Schneider came of age in the Soviet Union and was forced to practice his Catholic faith in the underground church. His voice is critical in this, as he understands tyranny all too well. 
and that is why he is one who is being targeted for marginalization and silencing by those who seek to push and defend this movement towards tyranny. While I openly admit that I operate even on the fringes of the fringe because of what I say here, this still must be said. The connections to the crystal wavers and overtly satanic forces among these elites must be noted by those with the power and influence to do so. I've made these connections here before, and I plan to do so again in the near future. Once that connection is seen, then the antichrist nature of this system is more readily understood. I don't mean that what we're seeing unfold is the antichrist himself, but at the very least the laying down of the foundation for his system, for whenever he arrives— For it is clear that his system, the beast system, will be global and total in nature, with no escape. All must comply with the system. All must internalize the system. And we are hearing just that claim coming from a ruling class. This must not be overlooked, nor the connections to organizations that are openly waiting for the arrival of the so-called great teacher. But to do so will further marginalize those who make these observations. So in closing, all I say is to pray for these men and others like them, that they, that those who are in a position to call out these crimes as we see them unfold, and that they'll have the courage to continue to defend the truth, regardless of how incredible that truth turns out to be. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>